What's happening, Will Freeman, RevolutionaryLifestyleDesign.com, part two, how to murder your middle class mentality and join the outcast class. So in part one, we covered who this was for, okay? As I said in part one, this is not for your average middle class guy. If you are the average middle class guy, I do not want to upset you. I do not want it to look like I'm shitting on your lifestyle. All my friends and family are middle class. And if that's your path, um, then just don't watch this because I don't want to trigger anybody. This is for the guy who wants something different, who's known since he was a little kid that he wanted a different lifestyle, who's always hated uh, every job, uh, listening to teachers, parents, you name it, who wanted to aspire to hire, okay? Guys like me, if you were a guy like me or my friends and what I said resonates with you, then this is for you. For the average middle-class guy, this is not, and I'm not trying to shit on middle-class guys, okay? Very important. And also important is I want you to watch number one, if you haven't watched video number one as well, where I break down what is expected from you of, uh, from the middle-class lifestyle, okay? And in that breakdown, I go through every step of the way and how bad it is in... Um, today's current time. But to actually murder your middle class mentality and be able to live free, I wanna go through and examine every single one of those beliefs that make up the middle class script that I already outlined so that we can bring them to light and fucking bury them so that you are not beholden to them anymore, okay? Because once you realize that you have nothing to lose, then you become a different type of person, all right? Unless, when you still think there's something there for you, even if you think, okay, middle class lifestyle, it's hard and it's shitty, but there's something there for me and I have something to lose, then you can always use that as an excuse to fall back on. But when we bring out and flesh out all those beliefs, there is no room to fall back on them because you'll see that there's actually nothing there for you. This is part of my revelation when I got to the point of do or die because I'm like, there's nothing there for me in that reality. Zero, okay? nothing to lose. So that's where I want to get you to, to where that murder, where your middle class mentality is murdered for fucking good so that you can go on and join the outclass cast and do whatever the fuck you want. So number one, okay, number one, we're going to go through your middle class beliefs and we're going to bury them is be a good boy and you'll be rewarded, right? This means taking orders from your parents and from your wife and from your boss in reality, being a good boy gets you friend-zoned with girls, it gets you fired at work, um, it can get you a divorce. At the end of the day, you need to become the guy who takes what he wants. When you look around at Maverick billionaires, when you look at Mark Cuban, does he look like a fucking good boy to you? No. He looks like a guy who just did, did whatever he wanted and started a business and made himself really fucking rich and now he gets to do whatever the fuck he wants and flies around in private jets and bought the Dallas Mavericks not married or, you know, probably has a ton of girlfriends, does whatever he wants, okay? That's the kind of guy, obviously, that's a very successful version, but that's the kind of guy that you want to be. You want to be the guy who gets what he wants and goes after it and takes what he wants. Instead of being the good boy and being passive aggressive and being told what to do and being unhappy about it, but just taking it, all right? Being a good boy ends up with you fucking taking shit from other people, all right? down to a fucking restaurant where you're getting bad service, but you're like, you don't want to rock the boat. And you'll continue to get that fucking bad service from the waitress where someone like me will get up in their face and tell them what they're doing wrong. 
at the risk of being socially shamed because I'm not going to sit there and take shit from the waitress or from a boss or from my parents or from anybody, all right? In return, I get what the fuck I want out of life, all right? You need to be able to get to that point where you're willing to see that being that good boy is not rewarding, all right? Now, I'm not telling you to become a dick. I'm polite and friendly if you meet me and, and I, I don't want to start arguments or anything like that, but I go after what I want and I live how I want and if people see that as bad or low class or sh shameful or whatever, misogynistic or whatever fucking label they want to put on it, doesn't matter to me, okay? Because I know that being that good boy and following those fucking orders does not work, does not make me happy, cannot possibly make me happy. So I am forced to live like this, right? There's no other choice. Okay, there's no other choice. You cannot be self-actualized and be a good boy at the same time, all right? You cannot be a good little boy and be self-actualized and live your life to the fullest. They are two completely conflicting things, all right? That's the first belief. Belief number two is work hard and you'll be rewarded, all right? The core of the middle class value is work hard. Even, you know, the lower class, blue collar, middle class, it's all about working hard, all right? Head down, be honest, work hard, and the money will come. But hard work is only matters when it's valuable. And this is something you see with upper class people. They're not just pounding on their kids to work hard. They're telling them to work smart and start fucking businesses, all right? And because you're 50 hours a week at, a wage, as a, at your wage slave fucking job is not valuable. Anybody can do that. That's why you can get fired so easily because you're so replaceable because there's so many other motherfuckers living off the middle class script that can't afford their life that would kill to come in and take your shitty fucking marketing manager job, right? It's not valuable. You'll never make real money as an employee because you're not valuable, right? You are not valuable as an employee because there's a million people that would come in and take your job because they are all living the same motherfucking script, all right? You have to work smart. The, the real way to be fucking rewarded is to add value. You're only as good as the value you add, all right? If you want to make actual money, you have to add value. You have to sell valuable products and services, and you have to work hard um, to sell them. However, you can build an actual business where after the first couple of years, you work way less than the average middle-class person. I work way less hard than all my friends back in sales. And I remember being in sales and I work way less hard now and my life is way more comfortable and way more rewarding, okay? It is not about just putting your head down, doing an honest day's work, grinding, and you'll be rewarded. Uh, just as often, you'll be fired or your job will become redundant, all right? Our whole department, uh, you know, not my department, but the, the lower level, like if these guys were doing like event and delicate sales, they just outsourced that to the Philippines one day. They were like, oh, the, Phil the guys in the Philippines can do this. And that was it, the whole department was gone. And those guys had been, they were delegate salesmen. That was, that was how they saw themselves, right? They sold delegates to events um, and they were just outsourced to the Philippines one day and that was it, all right? That's what just like brain dead working hard will get you. It will get you nowhere. It'll get you fired. It'll get you um, not making any kind of real money, all right? You're only as good as the value you add and you can only add real value as an owner, okay? You can only get paid it's ownership or nothing. You, the only fucking believe, dream you, you can believe in is your dream, all 
All right. Anytime someone's selling you on their fucking dream, they're a lying sack of shit. You need to believe in your own dream and your own ownership of that dream. If it's not about ownership, it's fucking worthless. All right. If you don't own, it's worthless. You have to own valuable products and services and you have to sell them because you're only as good as the value uh, that you are able to generate in the marketplace. All right. And then you have to work hard. Right. But it's not just fucking sit there, be a good boy, work hard and you'll be rewarded. In fact, you will be punished for that. You have to add value. Number three, be a gentleman and you'll be rewarded. You probably know this one already, but if you don't, you'll know that being a gentleman is the fast track to the motherfucking friend zone. Okay. This is what you're taught usually from your mom. I was taught this from my mom and it's the extension of being a good boy. All right. Bring flowers. Don't move too fast. Listen to her. Put her on a pedestal. Put her emotional needs before yours. This will get you straight to the motherfucking friend zone. Straight to the friend zone. Gets you straight to the friend zone. Okay, you get friend zone while she's out fucking guys who don't know her last name. Okay, I fucked a ton of girls. I don't know their last name or it was just a one night thing or whatever. She probably has three or four guys who have been trying to get with her for years, right? But she has no respect for them. Okay, that's what being a gentleman will get you. All right. If you want to get laid, you need to act like a man. You need to go out and take what you want and you need to be strong and confident. And if she's not into it, then you're finished with her. You don't sit there for two or three years waiting and hoping that it may work out. Like I did when I was in high school, when I was in love with this girl and I was, I had, I had a, like a three year fucking time line for that. Okay. But I made that mistake once. All right. I made that mistake once and I learned from it. And I never made that mistake again. Okay. It happens to all of us, but being that gentleman will not get you anywhere. It will not get you rewarded. All right. I'm not saying you can't be a nice guy. I'm not saying you can't do nice things. This is actually good. It's actually good to be a warm and nice alpha male, but at the end of the day, you're not a fucking bitch and you're not putting her above you. And if she's fucking around and giving, not giving you what you want and playing you out, then you fucking get rid of her. And that's that. Number four, go to college and you'll be rewarded. If you haven't watched my video, um, seven reasons why you shouldn't go to college, then fucking watch that. All right. But to recap, you've been in school for 20 years learning bullshit that you don't need. Okay. Maybe 10% of the stuff I learned in school, I actually use. Now you have to pay 20 K a year for the privilege of going to more school and you get a worthless degree and you get mountains of debt and you spend four years of your prime time, uh, in, uh, in sitting in school. 18 to 22 is like your prime years of energy and being able to build the business. I'm going to be 35 this year. I don't have my 18 year old energy and that's never coming back. Okay. And I don't have my time when I'm 18 to 22 when no one else has anything going on. And it's basically like a complete bonus where if I could have built a business, I mean, it would have been amazing. All right. It would have been amazing to have a, a full business by the time I'm 22 with all my 22 year old energy. Okay. But you are wasting that sitting in a fucking classroom, going into debt, learning a useless bachelor of arts degree. Okay. Fuck college. What you do is you master skill, copywriting, marketing, uh, coaching, uh, personal, uh, training, any of the fucking many valuable skills that are already built out in the marketplace. You learn how to sell. Okay. Buy my book, how to sell. And you fucking start a service-based business and you, you, you pick up a phone or you email or you do both and you fucking sell. 
All right? That's how you do it. You do a service-based business. Copywriting, programming, editing, insurance, real estate, offline, online, whatever the fuck you want to do, you could be making six figures in three years, if not less, if you sell hard, if not less. You know, plenty of guys who do it. I was making, you know, I had to do 40 grand in a month uh, in sales with a telephone just to keep my job, 40 grand in revenue with literally just a telephone, okay? And all my buddies back home are still doing that same thing. You can make a fortune in a service-based business. And that is my major recommendation instead of going to school, all right? If you are going to school and you don't have the balls to tell your parents you don't want to do it, then go to school for programming or accounting or learn a fucking blue-collar trade, um, plumbing or electrician or whatever the fuck it is, all right? All those areas... You can learn that skill and then maybe you do a couple years as an apprentice somewhere, you know, or, or learning the trade somewhere and then you go off and you do your own business. All right, that's that's the smart move. So you either don't go or you go and you learn a marketable skill that you can transition into your own business very quickly. Then you go out and you fucking get paid and you don't go out into the game in debt, all right? I have retard comments on my why you shouldn't go to college video about this and that. You're going in, you're picking up 40 grand in debt. I mean, like, I don't know what else to say. If you can't see that that's a fucking bad investment when you could have put 40 grand into your own business and made a fucking fortune back on that, then I don't know what to tell you. Next point, get a good job and you'll be rewarded. 25 years of school gets you to sit in a cubicle to take orders, to fill out TPS reports, and you're only as good as the value you bring, so the second you stop being valuable, you or your mask slips and you can't put on your performance, you're out on your ass. And then you see what a corporation really is and you realize that they don't give a fuck about you whatsoever and everything they've told you about the corporate dream is their dream, not your dream because you're not an owner. So you are worthless to them and the second you um, become redundant or you say a thought crime, you're out on your ass and that's it. The only dream you should buy into is your dream, okay? Learn from it. Never buy into anyone else's dream, especially the fucking corporate dream. Next point, stick to the script and don't take risks. You're taught the job is safe and a business is risky, okay? Starting a business, oh my God, something bad might happen. You could fail. That's the first thing your family would say when you're talking about starting a business. Oh, isn't that, that sounds so risky, right? What does that even mean? means that you might fail and you might embarrass yourself. Big fucking deal. The risky proposition is working a job, all right? A job you can get fired at any time. A job your skills are not gonna make it through your 60s. The skill set you have right now will not make it to your 60s. You're gonna have to go through three or four different skill sets. You're gonna have to go through 20 different fucking jobs to be able to retire comfortably because that whole work one job, learn one skill set, work for a company, for 50 years and retire with a gold watch is dead, is not coming back, and you can thank our overlords for outsourcing all that to Asia. A risky move is not starting a business, okay? It's ownership or nothing. That's it, it's ownership or nothing. But you start the smart business, you start a service-based business where you don't invest any money, except maybe your designation, and you just sell your time and you just pound out the phone, and you get up to six figures. And worst case scenario, if it doesn't work out, you wasted some time. But if you sell hard enough, it'll work. All right, that's the risky fucking thing is not having ownership. The risky thing is, is letting someone else control your revenue 
and not having ownership, not creating valuable products and services. Okay. That's, that's the way to get yourself into the poorhouse. All right. Next point, legal monogamous marriage and family is the only option. This is the extension of the good boy, the gentleman, the good employee. But just like with job security, the middle-class script has not adapted to the current reality. And the current reality is you have a 50% chance of a disastrous fucking divorce hitting you in your mid forties to early fifties after you've worked so hard to build up all these things, the house, the family and all that only to get it fucking slaughtered and taken away from you and having to start again in a studio apartment in a shitty uh, neighborhood of town because you don't have any fucking money whatsoever. And no matter how hard you try to be a good husband, it, it doesn't matter because 70% of divorces are initiated by women. Some of those husbands could have been bad guys, but some of them could have been good guys who were doing their best. You're not in control of the mechanism, right? Even if you say, I'm never going to divorce my wife, she can divorce you, right? So you don't have fucking control in that area, right? And you've given all your power to the government. You've, you've moved the government into your personal life and said, like, here you go. I'm going to put all my assets up for grabs, 50% chance of that happening. And I'm going to let the government redistribute them how they see fit. And the way that they see fit in today's day and age is that it is going to the uh, woman and the and the mother of your children. That's, that's what's going to happen. All right. Also, if you're a player before you get married, if you're like me, or maybe you're just a high sex drive guy, no matter how hard you try to be good, you're a sexual being. Okay. Very sexual. Survival and replication are your two primary priorities on this planet, um, evolutionary speaking. And the script acts like your sexuality does not exist. Okay, for 50 hours a week at work, you're not a sexual being. You're not allowed to say one sexual thing. Everyone is working and acting like they don't want to fuck all the time. All right? It's a complete facade. And players are taught, you're taught that players are shameful and juvenile and immature. And that the only way they'd be happy is the lifetime monogamous marriage. Okay? But the truth is you can have happy, healthy relationships with multiple women. Okay? Check my three-part series on how to have healthy relationships. I've been doing that for the past decade and a bit. Um, you know, I have some, sometimes I'm in monogamous relationships, but for the most time I'm not. Also, um, if you're smart, okay, and you do want to have a monogamous relationship, but you're smart enough not to do it legally, uh, and you do want to raise children, you can put that off till your mid, late, you have to put that off to your late 30s or mid to late thirties, because you're just not going to have enough money for it. Okay. You can't like get married at 26 and start a family like you used to be able to do. It's just not possible. All right. It's just not possible because you can't afford it. You can't afford it period. And you can also choose not to have a family. So far I'm leaning towards no, and I'm going to be 35. I'm leaning towards not having one. I might change my mind, but that's where I'm at right now. Okay. And I don't regret the last 15 years. I've had a great time. And my life is getting way better now that I'm out of the fucking rat race and I'm out of the game. And having a family would just put so much pressure back on me, so much stress back on me, that it's just not in the cards, at least for right now. Okay? You can spend your life doing fulfilling work, dating different women, traveling, eating well, living in the sunshine. Um... Asia, Colombia, South America, wherever the fuck you want, man, you can live any way that you want. That's one thing you have to understand. Okay. 
There is no set option for like, this is the way to be happy. And legal monogamous marriage, especially in the West, is not your only option. And truth, truth be told, a legal marriage is not, is not a good option anymore. Okay, getting the government involved is not good. So, next point, debt is a good thing, all right? At one point, it was common knowledge that debt was bad. If you ask your grandparents or, you know, depending on how old you are, your great-grandparents that lived through the fucking depression, they knew debt was evil and they avoided debt like the plague and they never went out for dinner and they saved their money and they retired and they had money to retire because they fucking saved their money and they were not mindless retard consumers like the modern generation who has no idea that debt is the most horrible um, control mechanism in the world. There's no such thing as good debt, okay? People think that buying a house, a $300,000 house on credit is a, is a good thing. Like now you own a house. You don't own that house until you pay it off. You don't own it until 40 years later. Until then, you just drop $300,000 of debt on your head. And anyone who tells you different can't see the fucking truth right in front of their face. All right, I have an article and a video called Why You Shouldn't Buy a House and Why You Shouldn't Invest in Real Estate. And there's a million retarded comments underneath that that don't address the actual points that I made and have all kinds of rationalizations because they probably just bought a house. But you're just taking debt on to your literally $300,000 in debt. If I said I was going to buy 300, if I was going to take $300,000 in debt on anything else besides a house, you'd think I was crazy, right? But with the house, people look at it like it's a normal thing. It is not a good thing. There's no such thing as good debt. All right, I don't care, and, and that extends to your house, your car, your all these other different areas where you think it's okay to go into debt. It's not, all right? Debt will keep you a slave. If you're serious about getting out of the matrix, if you're serious about unplugging from that trap, if you are dying inside that middle-class script, it is the debt that's keeping you there, okay? The debt is what's stopping you from being free, and the debt is what's stopping you from being able to save a lot of money and throw it into a business and build a perpetual money machine that will eventually make you fucking rich, okay? If you wanna get comfortable in this world, you have to get rich. You have to get, you have to be very valuable, all right? That's how, that's how it is. It's a nasty, it's a nasty world, all right? And you have to get yourself above average or move somewhere else where you're above average. You can take a plane ride over to Thailand where, where I did and all of a sudden you're making more than a doctor off your internet business, okay? Whatever it is, you need to get yourself up into that level where it's comfortable. And debt is not gonna do that. That's just gonna keep you in chains. That's gonna keep you where you can't quit your job because you can't even take two weeks off because you're, you can't afford your lifestyle. Debt is never worth it. Debt is slavery. Debt is slavery. Debt is slavery. There is no good debt. Debt is slavery. Burn that in your fucking head. Next point, being an informed, cultured, respectable, citizen is important. It is not. Nothing's important, okay? It's only important if it matters to you. Your tombstone's not going to say informed, respectable, middle-class citizen, right? But people live their life like that's, that's what they're living for, right? No one's going to fucking care 50 years from now if you were an informed, respectable, cultured citizen who had all the right opinions, right? It's not going to fucking matter. All that matters is what's important to you and that you're living your best life and that you're self-actualized and that you're living happy uh, and you're maximizing your fucking happiness. So let's dig into those. Being informed, okay? That means memorizing the mainstream media talking points and spitting them back verbatim at the fucking water cooler. 
being respectable means uh, dressing right, speaking properly, having the right car, uh, the right vac vacation homes. Being dutiful means like the PTA meetings, bake sales, uh, church picnics, whatever. And being cultured is like knowing the right wh whiskey to drink, which all alcohol is just fucking poison. Uh, knowing the right wristwatch because you're a victim of marketing. All that shit is fucking arbitrary, man. All the culture and all the consumer goods, they're all arbitrary, right? It doesn't matter if you wear, if you buy a $300 golf shirt from Polo when you could buy a fucking $5 golf shirt from Polo, the exact same shirt. But you think that it actually means something to have the original one because you were a fucking brainwashed slave, okay? You are brainwashed by the matrix, all right? None of that shit matters. It does not matter. It does not fucking matter. There are no rules. There is nothing you have to do. Your neighbor's opinions don't fucking matter. They cannot hurt you unless you let them hurt you, okay? There is an imaginary audience that you're living for in your head that does not fucking matter. It does not exist outside of the energy that you give it, okay? It doesn't matter what the neighbors fucking think about you. And that only hurts you if you let it, all right? More importantly, your neighbors aren't even fucking thinking about you. They're too worried about their own traps. They're too worried about all being, being a respectable, informed citizen themselves, okay? Also, you can't, you can't afford to be an informed, respectable, good consumer, okay? You can't afford to do all these things. Take your kids to uh, karate practice and learn a new language and have the right whiskey and the right wristwatch. And do you know how much that all that shit in the, in the church... Uh, picnics and baked it. Do you know how much time and fucking money all that stuff costs? I don't have any of that in my life and I still don't have free time because I have to do eight hours of fucking work every day to get my business to where I want it to be so that I can retire really fucking rich. Like these guys act as if they have money. You, these guys live as if they have money. You are, if you are middle class and you have all these traps and all this debt and all these things that you're living with and family and all that, you're a subsistence level peasant living paycheck to paycheck, okay? Recognize that. You're a subsistence level paycheck, uh, subsistence level peasants living paycheck to paycheck. That's, that's your fucking reality, dude, okay? And you're fucking around doing all these different things because you are living through other people's opinions and other people's life instead of chasing your own fulfillment, okay? You cannot afford to be in it. A informed, respectable, good consumer who's doing all these things because you don't have the time and you don't have the fucking money, all right? Because you are poor. It is like your house is on fire and you're worried about rearranging the furniture, okay? Your lifestyle is on fire. Your whole thing is on fire, okay? All the time. You have to get out. You have to get out. You're living in a burning house and you're fucking around with the right whiskey and learning a language and, and teaching your kids violin and shit. Like you can't afford any of that stuff, dude. Can't afford it, right? That's for rich people. That stuff is for rich people. Rich people can afford to fuck around like that. You can't. You need to start chasing fulfillment and you need to forget about status, okay? You can chase status in a different way in terms of being a, a rich business owner, but chasing that middle-class bullshit status, working your way up to middle management, get the fuck out of here. That's garbage. Forget about it. Start living for yourself. Next point, being a good consumer and buying things is important. 
You were taught that, that you need the right china for the right guests when you are a subsistence level peasant. I'm going to hit you again with it. You're living in a burning house. You can't afford a $300 golf shirt, okay? You need to take pride in being a producer, not a motherfucking consumer. A consumer is a fucking slave. A consumer is the dumbass who posts on Google Apps that his Google Maps doesn't work properly on his new phone and it's all in caps and he's yelling and he's upset because he thinks that someone from Google is actually going to read his retarded comment and he thinks that he's that the free app is just owed to him to work perfectly to beam his coordinates into space on his new phone and never have any problems. He's so entitled and so retarded and such a, a consumer that he can't see anything past that, all right? You need to destroy that consumer mentality completely and develop your producer mentality. Whenever I look at someone else's product, I don't look at it from, I'm, I, like, I bought it and I'm upset. I look at it from like his perspective as the producer. Okay, I look at everything from a producer's perspective. All right, it's all about producing to get paid. You need to become the guy on the other side of the curtain, not the fucking dumbass who's just getting brainwashed. You need to become the producer and you need to consume as little as much as possible because you're fucking poor. You can't buy stuff until you're rich. Otherwise, you're going to be in debt. And you need to save money and you need to reinvest money into your business and you need to live below your expenses. Okay? You need to become a minimalist on the consumer end and you need to become a maximalist on the producer end because you need to produce a lot to get paid and you need to produce valuable products and services to get paid to get the fuck out of uh, wage slavery. And if you've got debt, then you need to work even harder to get rid of that stuff, okay? Minimalism is the move and building a money machine is the move. Then once your money machine is up and running, okay, and you're making $200,000 a year or 100,000, but you've moved to like a second world or a third world country or whatever, then you can do what you want. Then you have, and, you, and you've built up a lot of savings and all that, okay? Then you can do whatever the fuck you want. But when you're poor and you're in debt, you can't do anything, okay? So murder that consumer-based mentality. Murder it, murder it, bury that, and become a producer and become a minimalist on the, on the consumer side. If you wanna see how to do that, check out my book, How to Get Organized, that has how to get everything down in, to efficient minimalism on all aspects of your life. Next point, let the professionals manage your money, okay? This is the worst thing about the middle class uh, script is the way that they handle finances, okay? This is the worst way to handle money. Get a job, uh, go into debt, and then give whatever money you have left over to the professionals to manage, to like give away to someone else for them to manage, okay? Because they're gonna be able to manage their money better than you and they care about your money as much as you do. Both of those are not true, okay? Also, you don't have any money because uh, you're in debt, okay? When you're in debt, you don't have any money. Your assets are net negative. You don't have any money because there is no such thing as good debt and you don't own that house, that bank owns that house, okay? So you're in debt 300 grand or more, right? With all the other things combined. So you actually don't have any money. However, the money managers that you're giving your money to, you assume them to be able to handle, to be able to invest it well. In reality, 99% of mutual funds underperform the S&P, which means that the fund manager who know who looks and acts like he knows what he's talking about 
doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about because no one knows where the market's going to go. And the best investors in the world, like George Soros and Warren Buffett, average maybe 20% a year. But you need, you know, a ton of money to be able to invest with those guys because they don't take on uh, small clients like mutual funds do. Okay. Instead, you should be investing in the actual S&P, which averages 8% a year or has over the last 100 years, and you buy it through um, an exchange-traded fund or an ETF. However, that is not going to get you rich, and you don't have money to invest in it at this point because you're probably in debt. Your money should be going towards building a comfortable safety net for if shit goes wrong and um, having a, a comfortable amount of savings, and the rest should go into your business, being pumped back and reinvested into your business until you have more money than you can reinvest in your business and until you your savings are fucking maxed out, then you can buy the in, the ETF if you assume that the US economy is not gonna collapse within the, the next 50 or 60 years or you can buy like medium term bond funds which average like five to six percent a year and live off the interest but none of that shit's gonna make you rich, okay? The, the stock market and, and midterm bonds funds are make rich people already richer, okay? So if you have a million dollars in the bank and you have, um, 6% interest on your bonds, you can live off the coupon and live off that $60,000 a year. But until that point, like, don't expect the market to make you rich, okay? But getting back to the point, letting the professionals manage your money is one, you don't have money. Two, they are gonna underperform uh, the market where you could just buy an ETF. Next point, escaping reality is a good use of your time. Okay, we talked about the escapes in part one, and they are primarily booze, sports ball, and porn. All right? Porn is the sort of non-acceptable but quietly acceptable one. The acceptable one are booze and sports and food. If you've worked a corporate job, you'll know that this is very true of all the married men because they can't wait till it's Friday and, and they get to go out for beers. It's like, and the other one's like, dude, we're going for beers, yeah, let's do it. And chicken wings and the, the, the beer, and that's, that's their fucking big, that's their big night, okay? Instead, you need to create a life that you don't want to escape from. You need to create a life where you don't want to fucking obliterate yourself with alcohol and bad food and live through watching someone else exercise because you are actually self-actualized in your own life and you're actually able to enjoy your life and able to do the things that you want to and you're able to stay healthy because you haven't dumped so much stress onto your head that you can barely make it through the day without some type of, or many types of crutches, okay? You wanna create a reality that you don't have to escape from. Very important. Lastly, your 60s are your golden years, okay? This is what uh, Tim Ferriss rightly calls the deferred life plan, which is like, I'm gonna buy all this stuff out into the future and I'm gonna spend the next 30 years paying for it and killing myself to get it paid for. All the cars and the kids' college fund and the, the fucking house and the mortgage and, and this, that, and the other. You're 60, and then in your 60s, it's supposed to be your golden years. And you see all these ads for insurance companies and retirement. It's like the nice, tanned, um, well-dressed man on his yacht with a a wife who's who's also like looking good for their 60s at least and they're tanned and they're nice respectable clothes and they're sailing around the world on their yacht and they've got these big fucking dumb smiles on their face and they're not sick and that is what 
is being sold to you, okay? They're selling you that as your golden years, okay? Your golden years are right now, man, when you're young and you have your health and you have your youth, okay? Sacrificing those for your 60s is the fucking stupidest thing that you can do. Okay, I'm not saying to not plan for your retirement. I'm still planning for my retirement if I make it that far, but you have to, you can't sacrifice your entire life for those golden years, all right? You need to be able to enjoy now, right? You need to focus on getting rich now, not when you fucking, not 50 years from now when you can't afford to enjoy it all, right? When your knees hurt or one in seven people don't even make it to 65. You could be dead by then or from all the fucking stress that you put on yourself, you could have a heart attack or cancer or any number of things and you could you could die or you could make it into 60s with a bunch of health problems, right? Or, or, or your finances might not have held up or you could have got divorced and all that, okay? So like, Thinking about your retirement as your golden years is something you cannot do. You cannot, you cannot put your living and your enjoyment off into the future. The only moment that's promised to you is the moment right now. Okay, tomorrow's not promised. Next month is not promised. I'm not saying be stupid with your money. I'm still saying save and all that. But live as much for now as you do for the next decade. All right. My my primary priority, the way that I focus things on, is I live 50% for today, and I live 50% over the next decade. All right, but I'm not living 50 years in ahead. Uh, not living 50 years ahead. If you focus on just getting rich and saving money, you will be fine for the next 50 years, right? But you got to focus on what's going on right now and what's going on over the next decade. You focus on those two things, you're going to be good, right? But when you focus on living only for the future, you allow yourself to just like basically get shit on for the next 30, 40 years. So you can supposedly enjoy that in your supposed golden years, which just does not exist. And there's so many things that, that can get in the way from that, uh, from that happening, okay? So really what you need to do is focus on enjoying your life now, but also focus on uh, getting money, saving money, minimizing your consumer goods, maximizing what you produce, okay? You need to focus on getting rich. You need to have uh, an upper class mentality, just like the... The middle class people teach you to be a good little wage slave for an employee. Upper class mentality teaches their kids to own businesses and own the middle class people. Okay, you need to have that aristocratic upper class mentality of like get rich, spend as little as possible because you don't get rich by spending a lot of money. You don't got to get rich by going into debt and you know buying all these things that you can't afford. Okay, you need to go hard as a, a producer. Be a minimalist consumer and your retirement will take care of itself because you will be saving a ton of money every year. And when you get to the point where you've reinvested everything into your business and perhaps multiple businesses and you've got a lot of savings, then you can buy the ETF and you can buy the midterm bond funds and you can put that shit on set and then forget it. All right. That's the move. 60s are not your fucking golden years. They are if you're, they, they can be a nice time if you're lucky, but do not sacrifice the rest of your life to live when you're 65 okay very important so those are your middle class beliefs burnt to a fucking crisp all right you can have you can add any other one you want in the comment section i'll burn that one down too because there is no good reason to be tied into that mentality all right you have to murder that middle class mentality to be able to live free and to join the outcast class where you get to do whatever you want okay and in part three I'm going to show you exactly how to do that, specifically how to join the outcast class 
and exactly what to do after you've murdered your middle-class uh, beliefs, all right? Also, I know that some of this might sound harsh. It might be a bit traumatic if you've bought into this system or if I'm catching you or maybe you are a middle-class guy and you just realize what the fuck is going on. I want to tell you that I'm not trying to shit on anybody. I'm not trying to um, hurt somebody's feelings. All my friends are middle-class. Everyone I know is middle-class. I'm trying to save you from that pain. Okay, if you're a guy like me, you don't belong in that. You don't belong with them, okay? You don't belong there. If you're watching this and you're listening and it's hitting you, then you are a guy like me and you are a guy like millions of us red pill guys around the world and it's not for you, okay? I'm not trying to say I'm better. I'm not trying to shit on someone who's living that lifestyle. It's just not for you. And a lot of this stuff can be traumatic, but just take a deep breath and recognize this. I'm not gonna leave you hanging, okay? There's always a positive play. My life has become so much more positive once I murdered my middle-class mentality, and I'm gonna show you exactly how to do that in part three about how to join the outcast class and how to become um, self-actualized in your mentality. So, thank you for watching. Again, check out the full article. It's about 8,000 words at revolutionarylifestyledesign.com. Check me out on iTunes, SoundCloud. I'm on Facebook now too, all over your internet. Thank you for watching. As always, I wish you all the best. Stay tuned for part three.